We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, WGC, HSBC, Champions Picks, and Semi-DraftKings Preview, because we are recording this, and for whatever reason, the DraftKings pricing has not come out yet. Fortunately, this is one of the few sports where you look at the odds, and you can pretty much guess where the DraftKings pricing is going to be. So who are the guys from the top end we like, from the bottom end we like, and the mid-range that we like. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK dollars, smash the like button for this episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and tell me where you think Tiger Woods, if he does, will get his 83rd career PGA win. Which tournament is it going to be? And then you're in a draw for 20 DK bucks, just as you are as if you review the audio podcast for this episode. So download, rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Of course, we'll have tons of golf uh, every single week throughout the rest of the season but a ton near christmas time heading into next season then we're back full-time doing golf again once football ends feinberg lifted from the football show back on the golf show and i know a lot of people miss that i miss it but you know we're just pretty pressed here because football pays the bills keeps the lights on no one else knows more about that than ben raza from awesome gotta do football man always gotta do football it is uh football now nba is here golf not in the forefront but we uh we carry on we still have some tournaments I can tell you from a DraftKings and even gambling perspective, uh, we, I even said on the show two weeks ago, I hate these no-cut events. I'm terrible at them. I'm terrible at DraftKings at them. I'm terrible at betting them. So I really scaled back my bankroll each of the last two weeks and still put in money and like lost almost every single cent that I had 
put in. I very got very little return. I think I put 20 lineups into the $8 last week and cashed two of them. Good for a combined like 20 bucks, which is not great uh, whatsoever. I like the no cut. I like the regular cut events. I feel like that's a bit more skillful. Uh, I like actually having shot link data. That helps for some of this stuff to actually do research. But again, third straight week, no cut event, 78 people in the field. We got some big names. We have some like rando Chinese players. Like This stuff isn't fun. No, I mean, I'm I'm certainly not a fan of, of the non-cut. Uh, and it's just a tough time of the year. You have guys who haven't played in months. You don't know where they're at. Guys from Europe coming over. So it's just a little tricky. I also scale back during the winter. I focus more on the NFL, of course. But at the same time, you can get, you know, you can buy on some guys early. And if you do have a line on a couple guys, you can do it before the pricing catches up. Now, there's actually another tournament going on this week, the Bermuda Championship. Probably not going to talk too much about that. So I guess we should get our Bermuda Championship out of the way right now. It is the single worst field I've ever seen. I say that like every other week. This is the actual worst field uh, ever. I mean, you told me before the show that Norin is the betting favorite. That really tells you what you need to know. Yeah, it has. It's Scheffler, Norin, Lonto, Aaron Wise, Denny McCarthy, Bo Hostler. Those are your six favorites in this tournament. And there's like legit 20 guys in the field who are like 50 and haven't played on tour in 15 years. Who's, I mean, I'm just looking at the odds right now. Who's Gary Nicholas? I think, he's, be... I think he's like, I, I, he's related to them somehow. Okay. I'm, I, yeah. I, I don't he's... know the last time. I think the last time he played on tour was like 2005. Yeah, he uh, he is quite a long shot, um, and he's behind guys that are made up. So that's uh, this is quite a field that they have over in Bermuda. Gary Nicholas is the son of Jack Nicholas. He last had his oh, wow. PGA, he last had his PGA Tour card in two thousand and three. Well, I was still in high school. Yeah, I hadn't even. That would have been my uh, last year of middle school. So good good times for Gary Nicholas. Yeah, it's been a while. Maybe he can break through and get the win this week. What are his odds? Like a thousand to one? Yeah, I see him. Uh, I got him at two thousand to one on the screen right now. Two th- that seems like it. I mean, it's pretty good feel when Mike Weir is not even in the bottom twenty of the like the lowest people in odds. No, Smiley's in you know the lower lower range, but he's not dead last. He's with uh, Jared Dillis, who is at- not a person. Uh, the tour junkies gave me a bet for this, so I, I'm going to just blindly Ooh. trust them on it. They gave me Sebastian Kapelin. You know about him playing Euro. He's, uh, yeah, I've clicked his name before in my life, so that's more than I can say about a lot of these guys. Yeah, um, he, he's 200 to 1, so I put a I put an each way on him. So okay. 50 to 1 for the top five, 200 to 1 for the outright. Like, But I, I remember this course from, they used to have this like stupid four person event like the guys who won the majors throughout the course of the years they would all just go to this random event at this course in bermuda and just like play i don't even know if it was four rounds or not but Hmm. it was pretty stupid to tell you the truth Uh, let's see what was it called it was called the grand slam of golf it went to 2014 martin keimer last won this beating (laughs) Bubba watson rory mcelroy and jim furick i think like if someone won two majors in that year whoever came like runner up at one of them ended up getting in it was a pretty stupid tournament but that's the last time like an actual event has been played here yeah i didn't even know that so you're already ahead of the game um boy yeah maybe i'll take a random person that's for an outright but obviously DraftKings centric is going to be on the wgc over in china Where's Garnett? How is Bryce Garnett not playing in this field? He loves these like scrub events in Caribbean countries on the coast. 
Do you get status from this? I would assume so. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a, you get 500 points, 500 FedEx cup points for winning. It's oh. not even like it's an alternate event. Strange. Oh, so this is the, yeah, this is the Super Bowl for a lot of these guys. Um, hey, Tim Wilkinson, 250 to one. Maybe I'll have to go with like, it's a second shot course, basically. It was just based on uh-huh. like looking at like the winners that have been here, but it gets, it can get really, really windy. Uh, so I guess guys that play decently in the wind, like, I don't know if Dillette's all the way back or not, but he's 175. Like he looked good last time out. Yeah. I mean, there was, yeah, he started a, a little bit, but there's signs that he's coming back. The wind God Chetka's right there. 150 to one. Um, if he doesn't get disqualified or withdraws, <laughs> that guy is shady character. I, I would guess the, uh, if I actually end up betting this, like, I mean, the wind God is actually 45 to one. It's Brennan Grace. Yeah, but he is terrible. Now. He's not a God of anything these days, is he? No, the guy that I would actually turn to, if this is like purely a ball striking course, like Seb Strzok is 40 to one. He's coming off a top five in his last like actual PGA start. Yeah, it's going to be somebody like that. Hey, maybe Peter Uline can. Oh, uh, come on. Please. This is his moment. Um, God, you imagine I can't back him at those kind of odds, but this is his type of field, at least, where he can maybe hang in. Yeah, well, I think that's enough for the Bermuda uh, Championship. Yeah. I'm not going to lie did- to you. Yeah, I was just looking to see. I don't see Bill Haas's name so clearly. It's not, doesn't have the prestige of an elite event. So we can move on. All right, let's talk about the WGC. It's a WGC, so there's a ton of good players in the field. Not all the good ones, though. There's no Tiger coming off his win. I guess we'll talk. We should talk about that. You know, if people actually you know tune into the show, like, hey, Tiger Woods, let's talk about him. He just won. Oh, we'll get to that in a sec. No Brooks. DJ still hurt. Uh, Senjen International is the course. Uh, it's been played here basically every year for the past 10 years, except for 2012, I believe it is. You know, it's over 10 mil in the kitty. You got 550 FedEx Cup points. It's 7,264 yards, a par 72. Key stats that I'm looking for from the course are going to be off the tee play, par 5 scoring. Uh, when you go back and look at the list of winners at this event over the years, uh, you get Xander, Justin Rose, Hideki. Somehow Russell Knox won, but that's kind of strange. Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, Ian Poulter, that was at a different course. Uh, Martin Keimer. Francesco Molinari, like all those guys are good off the tee, whether they're bombers, whether they're accuracy players, they gain strokes off the tee. Yeah, I I think that's really what it is. You're going to have to gain. It doesn't gaining with distance is great. But as when you see Molinari, uh, you know that if you're just gaining off the tee, nonetheless, uh, it it can be useful. So I'm with you there. Lean on on the drivers. Good drivers set themselves up to score. I don't think it'll be a, a birdie fest or anything extreme, but certainly you're going to have to go low to, to still compete. Yeah. Wind can become a factor here. We saw a DJ gag a lead last year to Xander Shifley. He should have won. I think he had a seven stroke lead going. Was that last year? Or was that the year before? I don't remember Wait, what, when DJ gagged that huge lead. I think that, I think that was the year before, but I could be wrong. Yeah. It may have been to Justin Rose. I can't really. Yeah. DJ came second that year to Justin Rose tied with Brooks okay. and Stenson. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he also did it last year. I don't know. No, I don't see Dustin Johnson anywhere near the top. So I guess it was two years ago. I lose track of these things in my mind, Ben. It all blurs. But if I look back at past 36 rounds, and you can do this accessing fantasynational.com, you become a member, and then all of a sudden you have access to all the tools, and eventually the DraftKings pricing will be loaded into the system. But if we don't have it, the site can't have it. If DraftKings doesn't have it, the site can't have it. But off the tee play over the past 36 rounds, the leaders in this field, Rory McIlroy, Corey Connors, 
Jason Kokrak, Paul Casey, Bubba Watson, Tony Finau, EVR, Xander, Abraham Answer, Billy Horschel. Horschel's super interesting. We talked about him just a little bit two weeks ago. Rick and I talked about him last week. He's kind of getting into the flow of this overseas stuff. Like he made a little bit of a run at the Zozo. He did. Um, he ended up certainly grabbing a top 10. And the thing about Billy Ho that's good is he's not, I don't consider him a world-class putter, but he can get hot for long stretches. Uh, you know, and when he gets going, he is a world-class putter and he does it quite often. So that's something that you need when you get four rounds, you know, he can get back in it. And I sometimes feel like he's overpriced, but in a field like this, I expect him to certainly not be towards the top. And that's could be a, a pretty interesting play. Yeah. Billy Ho always puts better on bent and Bermuda as well. This uh, tournament in China is going to be on bent grass, very soft bent grass at that very receptive greens. There's some runoffs on the putting surfaces. So you might need to access your around the green game just a little bit, but I'm still just big more on ball striking putt on bent grass. We're good to go. We'll get into the top tier players then rory's the favorite he's six to one hideki's 12 to one he's won this event before xander is 14 to one coming off another good week he won this event last year he's 14 to one rose who won three years ago or two years ago is 16 to one paul casey 22 henrik stenson 25 fleetwood 25 finau 25 m 25 and patrick reed 28 to one those are going to be basically your nine thousand to eleven thousand dollar players right I think so. I mean, Rory is just going to be the favorite. He should be playing well. Of course, should suit him. You know, doesn't have a win, but certainly can handle it with the way he can drive the ball. And then you have Decky's the one who, I mean, now he's really getting close. He still hasn't won in a very long time, but he's starting to dial it in uh, runner up last week. So those are the type of guys just at first glance that I kind of lean to over someone like Rose who, we really haven't seen a ton of him uh, in recent weeks. Yeah, I think he, the last time he played was the Italian Open a few weeks ago. I think that's what it was. He was t-, t 15 there. Yeah, that's about it, though. And before that, you have to go back a couple weeks even earlier. And he hasn't done much. I mean, it's not it hasn't been terrible, but at the same time, he hasn't been in, in the, his best form either. Yeah, he does have the best course history of anyone coming in, though. He has five starts here in the past decade. He has four top seven finishes, including a win. Yeah, and I, I mean, Rose is the type of guy, you know, we know he can drive the ball well and get going, handles a lot of conditions. I feel like he fits a lot of different types of courses, and this certainly can suit him. But at the same time, I, I think for me, not that I, I'm solely targeting guys that played on, you know, during this Asian swing, but I do think it is kind of important that they either played, you know, either at the CJ Cup or at, at the Zoizo last week. Uh, If I look back, and we'll go long-term for this, past 75 rounds to give us a better sample in terms of par fives gained on the field, the best in the field this week in China, Scott, Shifley, Rory, Casey, Sungjae, Hideki, Poulter, Bubba Watson, Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose. Um, So of the names we kind of mentioned, like if you had to pick between them, would you go with Hideki or Xander, do you think? I think I would go with Hideki. Um, You know, the form has been spectacular it does feel like it's building not that Xander's been bad you know he was fine last week but coming he is the defending champ I have a feeling both are going to be pretty popular but for me I would lean with Decky I think he's kind of getting back to that old old Decky that we're used to seeing uh any thoughts on him popping up in that par five scoring 25 to 1 is the outright bet so I'd imagine he's gonna be priced like 9700 would be my guess and maybe he comes in substantially cheaper I don't know or maybe he cracks 
10,000 after another third place finish last week in Japan. But he's someone who does gain off the tee, even if it's a bit shorter than anything else. But like, I just find he's such a yo-yo week to week. And in these no-cut events, uh, he gives him the extra time to actually come back and perform. I don't know how I feel with him. Am I ready to include Sung Jae along with the names that he's around, like the Finaus and Fleetwoods? Like, is he on that level? Because I don't know if he is. Maybe, maybe he is. Maybe I'm just wrong. No, I mean, maybe we're just wrong because I don't have him on that level either, which is why when you say if he's priced, you know, north of, say, like 9,500, that's a tough ask for me. I know, again, really good last week, well-rounded game. He can do in a lot of different areas. But at the same time, you kind of just alluded to this. He's also not the most consistent where some of these other guys, it's almost automatic where you know they're where they're going to gain. And then you hope they're one weakness. He's kind of I mean, I guess scrambling would probably be the weakest, but his irons aren't consistently great. Uh, he can get hot with the putter, no doubt. But if he's priced up with those type of guys, I probably pass more often than not. Strangely, when you look at his stats over the past 75 rounds as a whole, like birdies are better, par five, off the tee, approach, around the green, his stat line most mimics Bubba Watson. Yeah, that's disturbing. Um, he's, a signi- really... he's a significantly better putter than Bubba Watson is. Well, that's not saying much, but it, it's still – that's just weird. I, I mean, I don't I don't think of him like that, to be honest, but, you know, the stats don't lie. And and I guess th- these are the kind of things that swing season is interesting. If you do think that Sunjay M belongs, it's a great spot to buy because if he continues to churn out these finishes, by the time the, the – the full stretch goes, he's going to be priced appropriately and the ownership will follow. And this is definitely a week where you probably will get, maybe people will play the recency bias and be like, Oh, he won two weeks ago in Korea. He was like, okay. Uh, at the CJ cup, he came third in Japan to tiger and Hideki. This guy's legit. We, he won rookie of the year. He's been fantastic. This is a nice spot. I just think if everyone's clustered in the DraftKings pricing in this $9,000 area, and you have an opportunity to either take Tommy Fleetwood or take Sung J M. I just feel like people are going to click on Tommy Fleetwood. I, I do too. I mean, I know people, Sanjay M is not an unknown. I'm not saying that, but at the same time, he's not, I don't think on the level when you're used to seeing some of these other guys, you won't be surprised to see guys like Fleetwood, Patrick Reed, Xander types priced up there. Whereas Sanjay M, I feel like when we've seen that type of pricing, it's been in weaker fields. This is a WGC with a lot of firepower up top. What do you make of Patrick Reed? T-17 last week at the Zozo. He's played really well at this tournament in spurts before. He has two top 10 finishes the past four years at T-7. Uh, he's not great off the tee, which kind of leans back against him. But he's Patrick Reed. Like, he could show up and be the best guy off the tee in the field. He's just that kind of player. Yeah, he's always someone that I like to target because I feel like he, A, is never popular, and B, his stats are somewhat misleading because I feel like he can get it going in a number of different ways, and he does it differently. So I like to build him in specific type of teams usually, uh, where I think maybe it'll be windy, maybe it's a little more scramble dependent, because he is pretty crafty around the greens. He is, over the past 75 rounds, middle of this field in both off the tee and approach, which is kind of funny. He's 35. That's Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what the trade-off is. Um, but the thing with him is he can get it, you know, he can get hot with the irons. We've seen it time and time again. We know he's not going to be worried about a strong field. He thrives in that as well. So I hope he's overpriced, to be honest, because that'll dissipate the ownership. And that's really where I like to target him when he feels overpriced and underowned. 
Yeah, this Casey Stenson Fleetwood Finau tier. I don't really know what to make of it. I definitely don't want to bet it. Uh, and I think I'll probably only play like three DraftKings lineups this week. You know, maybe, hell, I'll, maybe I'll just play one, and that'll be good enough. I can't see any of those guys making it. They're all so, fine plays. They're all fine plays, but. Well, that's WGCs. Uh, you know, I get that question all the time over at Awesomeo. It's like, oh, do you like this guy? And it's like, if you're asking one of the top 15 guys in pricing, they're great players. So, of course, you can make a case. You can't have them all. Um, but guys like that are going to be towards the bottom of me for me as well. Someone like Finau, who, you know, he was not good last week. And I, I just have trouble with him, even though he's played well in his, his two appearances here. Uh, next range of players, probably the lower nines to upper sevens is where I would guess. I like this guessing. This is kind of fun. Like kind of name the pick the price for the play. Like, how much do you think Adam Scott at 33 to one is this week? 9,100. That's where I would, I'd be like low 9,000 type. So I Scott, think so. Scott Spieth, Cam Smith, Weisberger, Hatton, Matt Wallace, Byun Hunan, all exactly the same odds. Then Horschel, who we mentioned, Rafa, Lowry, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Corey Connors, Danny Willett, Francesco. Corey Connors has higher, has better, has lower odds in this field than Francesco does. Yeah, that's insane. But and I and I like Corey Connors. Corey Connors is a, uh, you know, he's a ball striking machine right now, um, and he's just churning out quality finishes. It's hard to ignore. He's traditionally, you know, when you talk about DraftKings pricing, he's always way too cheap. Uh, I'm interested to see if that'll continue. Yeah, he is not great. Birdies are better regained or par five adjusted scoring in this field, but mainly because he's just an awful putter. But you always want to play him on bent over anything else, which this is. And then you look at him. He's second off the tee, fourth in approach. Uh, he's 55th around the green. So if he's not hitting his greens in regulation, he's making bogey. That's the Achilles heel, but that guy, he has the ability to hit a ridiculous number of greens. And that's what we've seen when it goes bad. It's real bad because he, he can't scramble. So uh, take that for what it's worth. but. I may look to him depending on where the price falls. I don't think he's still the caliber of some of these other guys that you mentioned, mostly the Europeans in particular. Well, of the Europeans, which one would you go towards? Because Weisberger's really interesting here. He has a 9th, 17th, and 35th and three starts at this tournament. He's coming off a win. I mean, I'm I'm always uh, a Weisberger fan. He, you know, he was hurt and now he's clearly back. He's ripped off several wins. Uh, in this last stretch of his. So I, I have no problem there. The guy that caught my eye was Matt Wallace. Um, you know, he had one appearance here last year, didn't play well, but to me, he's a different player right now uh, coming in in good form. Once again, we've seen him, you know, compete in, in a lot of prestigious tournaments. And I, I just think the way he plays uh, kind of fits this course actually. And with one appearance, I'm not sure people will recognize that. Yeah, you can even look at someone like Bjorn Hanan, two back-to-back top tens in Korea and Japan, but he's, Played this course three times and never really played well. Well, when you you can't putt, um, <laughs> I don't know what to make of Benny on. He's someone I I always get sucked into, and he's been he's been paying me off lately. He's been playing good, but the course history hasn't been good, and we it's hard because we don't have the strokes gain data. Is he somehow putting better, or is he doing what he always does, which is just incredible irons, incredible scrambling, and horrible putting? So the two guys that I really have the most interest in here, I guess, I mean, Molinari is super intriguing to me at his price point. It's just, he's not been good at all, really? Yeah, he's been, I I don't know. This, I'm not qualified to talk about Molinari because I never thought he was that good. And then he was incredible. He won a major. 
And now he's back to kind of how I thought he was playing. And I feel like I never got it right. So where do you think he'll be priced? I guess that's my first question. 8,300 bucks. Okay. So yeah, I was going to say like 85. So yeah, we're in the same ballpark, but man, I don't think I'm probably going to get there to be honest. There's just so many other guys that are playing better. And I, I feel like I can get away with not having Molinari in a middling price range. Like I like burned better. I like Billy Horschel better, who we mentioned had an 11th of this tournament last year as well. And for the third consecutive week, this is probably why I'm losing all my money now that I think of it. I'm going to go back to Sergio. Oh, yeah. For you and me, I've been playing Sergio, and it's been absolutely uh, horrific. God, he's just been – I really love – two weeks ago at the CJ Cup, I was, like, certain he was going to play well. And no dice. I thought you were going to mention Oost, um, who's also just kind of hanging out, lurking. Not a great course history here and didn't play great last week, but he's always, when he's priced in that mid-range, one of the guys that I like to target in a non-cut because he's very low-owned and he can get hot in an instant. Sergio is 67-69 on the weekend. That's not bad. Okay. Maybe he's trending upward. It only took six rounds of being horrific, but uh, yeah, I mean, Sergio, I'll probably target him in some of my heavier off the tee game, you know, lineups because he is a good driver of the ball, but he has not been playing well. Yeah. So the only other guy who kind of falls into that as well is Ian Poulter, who's 60 to one overall. He'll probably be like 7,600 bucks if I had to guess. Yeah, and again, I'm just guessing at this point, but he has a decent course history. He's won in China before. Uh, he's a 13th and 16th. He was 64, 66 on the weekend in Japan. He seems to be, honestly, he's a form player. Uh, and if it gets like a bit windier or the course plays a bit more difficult than we're used to, I like him in the mid-range. He's someone, you know, I, I kind of think Patrick Reed. Uh, same kind of thing where different conditions, windy, scrambling, can get hot. A little atypical from what you normally are targeting, but under the right circumstances, he's a guy, you know, Ty Hatton, another one of those type of guys where I don't love to target him, but in certain situations, I actually kind of like it. And I feel like they'll be in that next tier, uh, maybe not as high as guys like Molinari. I see. I don't know if Hatton, Hatton's 35 to one to win this event. Like he has substantially better betting odds than francesco does so i think he might be like 8700 bucks where poulter 60 to one to push him down to that seven thousand dollar level i hope not see because if hatton's hatton's up there that's a tough sell um you know you're looking at if you go balanced maybe you're a third guy but if you really pay up he could be your second guy that's a tough sell um in a field like this let's take a break so i can tell you about away the thoughtful luggage for modern travel away creates a thoughtful product designed to change how you see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase created with features that make travel more seamless. And I can actually talk to you. I have a, I actually have an away carry-on. I have the bigger carry-on, which I think everyone should really get if it's a carry-on. You probably want something as big as possible. They're super light as well. It's made traveling much better. It's super sturdy, uh, and it comes with a charger plugged into, like, a, like an external charger plugged into the front of it. So you charge that up. So when you're sitting on the plane and there's no outlets or you're sitting in the A, you're waiting at the gate, you can just plug your phone in. You can plug whatever in uh, and have it go. It just clips in really nicely. It's an awesome feature to have. And it's sized just to make the most of your overhead bin. It's lightweight. It has a durable shell made to last for a lifetime of travel. And the 100-day trial 
Nashville lets you try any away product on the road and test it out for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. You should take my word for it because it's excellent, by the way. But you can just have the 100-day trial and figure it out yourself. And a lifetime warranty means they'll fix or replace your bag if it ever gets damaged. And a built-in compression pad helps you pack more into that as well. It's TSA-approved. TSA-approved combination, sorry. The locks keep your belongings safe. You get to pick your lock. You keep it sturdy. It's fantastic. Now, the suitcases are designed to last a lifetime but if any part of your suitcase breaks just send it out to the away customer service team they'll arrange to have it fixed or replaced asap and it comes with like a scuffer as well so if you you get a ding on it there's a scuffer that you can just rub on uh, and then you can rub the scuff right off of it and have it looking like new in no time there's free shipping on any order away in the u.s in europe and australia Uh, and you can get away offline too you want to see it for yourself you can shop away at their stores in new york austin la san francisco boston chicago and london i've loved it so much it's thoroughly designed very durable and it helps you keep everything organized at a very light weight uh which is fantastic because i mean now that i have the kid i'm carrying the kid in one arm i got the i got the stroller pushing with that arm as well and then i have to carry you know i don't want a heavy suitcase i want something that's lightweight so this works out perfectly and knowing that a way will fix or replace my suitcase immediately if anything ever breaks means i just never have to worry about the luggage so for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash the PME and use promo code PME during checkout. Again, for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash PME and use promo code PME during checkout. So Poulter and below, like the scrubs in this field, I'm going to say this is probably the $7,000 and below range that there are a few guys. You mentioned Louie. He's probably down here. Putnam just... If Putnam putts, he's going to play really well. He was fourth this course last year. But I'll probably go back to Hadwin and Kisner. Uh, both didn't play very well at all in Japan like I thought they would. But I'll probably go back to them anyway. I just like what their skill set is. They both gain off the tee besides beyond being short hitters. They're good around the greens. They're good putters. They're good with their irons. Hopefully they can just... Maybe it was just the trip that really cost him some time uh, coming over to Japan. Kisner hadn't played yet this season, so maybe they can get back into form. Those are deeper odds that I like. They'll be super cheap. Other than that, like I really like EVR. I, I think that he kind of sets up kind of perfectly for this course. Unless you ask him to chip a little bit, then you got problems. <laughs> that's that's for sure. EVR, if he's cheap, and, and I guess he will be, um, it's hard not to look to him. He's someone that we've seen. He did over in Europe, he's competing every week. And then when he's come over, certainly held his own in some of the majors and other tournaments. So I have no problem with that. I'm going to forgive Kisner as well. I'll, I'll say it was Russ because I, I liked him last week. I thought I could buy early and it did not materialize by any stretch. Uh, he was just straight bad. But, you know, one tournament, I'm not going to over overweigh that. What about Shane Lowry? Uh, he was someone I was on a little last week. Again, someone who was against the grain, and he was he was fine. Um, hasn't played here and hasn't played well in a couple of years. You know, he played in 2016-17. Do you have any interest in him? I never really have a ton of interest in Shane Lowry. And when I do, he shoots like plus 20. Yeah, I last week, you know, I, I comped it a little to Bridgestone. I know it was much shorter, and that's what got me on him a bit. Um, well, that worked. Yeah, yeah it did. The, the the Bridgestone Coral area, if you go look at it, uh, turned out really well. Huh. Well, yeah, like an idiot, I I had no tiger, so I should have just went full Bridgestone Coral area. Um, but that is what got me on Shane Lowry a bit, and 
I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to buy him. I, I'm like you. I, I rarely play him because I always think he's overpriced. But in a field like this, maybe that'll be tempered. So there's a couple Euro Tour guys that I'm interested in here. So I want to get your take because you do more Euro than I do. One is Andrea Pavon. Bobby McIntyre's in this field. Uh, everyone loves the the Scottish brute. He's he's basically the Tim Andercust of the European <laughs> Tour. They kind of look alike. They're both left-handed. You know, they, they both have that complexion like they're from Scotland. So it really works out well. Kurt Kitayama is in the field uh, after we tried to use him at Shriners and he missed the cut. He then posted consecutive top fives on the yep. European Tour. Hao Tong's in this range. Uh, who is the other one? Matthias Schwab is here as well. Oh, he's here. All right. Maybe this will be the spot for him uh, to get that elusive win. He did not play well a couple weeks ago, but this is a guy that a, a couple months ago was ripping off top tens like there's no tomorrow. And he, he was fourth two weeks ago, I believe in Italy. Um, I like him, you know, a sec- like second shot course. It's not the longest hitter out there. Does a little more with the short game than you would think. Uh, so I, I'm always partial to him. And then, you know, how Tong gets, uh, I mean, he is Chinese. So would, guy would, would, would you rather play how Tong or Zing Zhu Zhang, my guy? Well, your boy, yeah. So I, I was saying, there's some guys here. Zing Zoom Zhang, he's played in this a lot. Uh, that is a shocking to me. I, I didn't realize that. But he's been playing pretty well when we've been playing him on the PGA Tour. He was one of the bright spots of swing season. Yeah, he had three consecutive top 20s, two of those top 10s, a fourth place finish, cashed in each way for me. I love my guy, Zing Zhu Zhang. And apparently, like, maybe he's just trying to stick it to China because they kicked him off the Chinese tour. Yeah, he's got to represent. And I... I told you before the show, Marty Dew is here. Um, I still don't know who that is. <laughs> Marty Dew is the guy. He wears glasses on the course. I can't believe you don't know who he is. If if we had DraftKings pricing, I would tell you to click on his little icon. Um, well, maybe, I feel like, you, I maybe feel like you know who he is. Maybe I'll hit refresh and they'll be there. They're not. I just hit nah, refresh. Didn't happen sad. for us. Uh, I bet like, okay, here, here's an interesting question. What do we mm-hmm. do at the bottom end of this field like if we want to get access to Xander or Rory or Hideki and you don't want to take do zing zang is that the guy Marty do that's Marty do okay uh, okay or Roman Langescu or like I don't like who are you going to use from the bottom here honestly no one well not those guys um I mean Kokrak so who Kokrak oh no not that certainly not <laughs> Uh, like what if i mean if you're talking like extreme someone like xander lombard who he can get crazy hot now he's very live to finish dfl no doubt about it uh but he's a south african that he's shown flashes i remember you know at the open once he he hung on for a bit things like that but i i still depending on where the pricing i i think there'll be some pga tour players maybe uh, mm, i don't know i was gonna say like do you think guys like kokrak answer JT Poston will be down in the sixes. Yeah, I think Poston will for sure. That would be my guy that I'd go with. Yeah, I think so too. I, I know after the win, you know, at Wyndham, it hasn't been great, but at the same time, he's a good driver of the ball, can get hot with the putter, and we've seen a lot of him. So uh, I feel more comfortable with him over some of these guys. There's 10 guys in this field who, again, I, I actually don't know where they are even playing. Where's Daniel Nisbet? from yeah i mean where's my main man bryce easton been all my life yeah him uh michael miller i I feel like that guy qualifies for the u.s open i've seen that name matthew millar yeah 
don't know that. Jazz is down there too. Jazz is an anomaly. Um, he, because of his showing at the major, is perpetually slightly overowned, in my opinion. He should be like 0.5%, but he never is. Yeah, uh, well, too bad. Well, he has the bias of playing really well at the PGA Championship and the bias of his name being Jazz. Well, that's, I'm living proof that that's a good start. Uh, but yeah, two two straight weeks of just not crisp golf from him. I would much rather go, I know you mentioned him before, but like someone like Kurt Kitayama, who he burned everyone when we had the opportunity to play him a couple weeks ago, but then went back to Europe and and right back to really quality form. I can see Justin Harding being priced at like $6,400 and people, that's a name. Oh, he came top 10 at the masters. Let's use him. Yeah. I mean, he's someone that I think people will recognize. He is the, I mean, is it fair to say he might be the best putter in the world? Like the guy's unbelievable. Yeah. When he's putting well, he's the best putter in the, except for maybe Spieth or day. It's probably then somehow Justin Harding. Like he is, he has the results. Like everyone talks about like, Oh, Spieth sucks. Spieth sucks. All this kind of stuff. But Justin Harding is what Spieth would be if Spieth actually sucked. That's fair. I, I see what you're saying there. Um, so you could look to him. Did we mention another one of my favorites, the Juice Man, uh, Joust Luton? Uh, he's in the field, and he's a guy, again, not a long hitter, but really crafty with the irons, can handle a course like this no problem. Yeah, he's in the same betting odds range as he's the same price as Zing Zhu Zhang, Keegan Bradley, Lucas Glover. He has better odds than Bubba Watson. Chez Revi has slightly better odds. Like, honestly, Kevin Kisner might be like 6,800 bucks in this field. See, if that's the case, then it's pretty easy for me. Like, I'll back that every single time. I don't worry about him at the Zoizo. I know it wasn't good, but I'll take pedigree long-term over someone who maybe is playing a little better, but like over Bobby McIntyre. I know he's got some talent and he has been impressive, but I, give me someone like Kisner over him every day of the week. Yeah, Bobby McIntyre comes in with better odds than both EVR and Kisner. That just, I, I find that strange. I think I think people just, he's young. He has a bunch of good results in a row on the Euro Tour. People want to really like him. I like him too. And he scores on these par fives really, really well. He, he's not afraid to go driver off the deck to eight feet. Like, that's the sort of guy that you want. And Bubba has won at this course before. So maybe a long hit in the lefty is where you want to look. I don't know. I won't, but... Did you see Bubba's shot yet yeah. last week? Amazing. Insane. Um, that tournament, that's a whole nother. Just in, there's a lot of crazy things, crazy shenanigans going on. Um, you're not going to use Phil, right? I used Phil two weeks ago at the CJ Cup. He wasn't that bad. He wasn't. Like, he, he still scores in bunches, but at a course that really puts a premium on driving, probably not. I think it's, yeah, I'm not going to get there. Um, I know he does score and showed a little at the CJ Cup, but more often than that, I think for for where he'll fall in the pricing, you can get guys with just higher ceilings and higher floors. How about CH3? He was just very sneakily eighth last week. He does that. You know, he's, even his form, you know, you stretch it out a bit. He's been pretty decent over this like swing season little little run here and it's a guy that he used to be someone that i would only target in specific tournaments specific areas he's kind of bucked that trend a little bit and we know he's a good you know good ball striker good driver of the ball 
I could see him being like flat 7K and that would be interesting. I think he'll be up a little bit more, but I can see him following in that range with like Hadwin and Louie and Putnam and McIntyre and Pavon, like at least based on how the odds fall down, like that's his range. Maybe just hmm. go with him. That would be interesting. Like see to me, him and Louie will be like $800 apart but maybe I'm just overrating Louie. I mean, Louie does get the name value bump. It's it's difficult to predict how that translates into the actual pricing, but I don't know. Just No matter what they price Louie, no one's going to own Louie. They could price him anything. That's true. Um, and no matter what they price him, I'll probably play him. So this is kind of, yeah, I actually agree. This this is a different flavor of show. I'm actually enjoying kind of trying to guess where where the hierarchy will be. It just seems like we're going to have clumps of players. So who are the guys that we actually like if we're not knowing the pricing? I'm going to give it one more try here. Pricing, go! Reservation only. Fun times. Um, if we had to like state our favorite guys in the field here. So it's Xander or Hideki, like basically flip a coin between those two. Eileen, Hideki, but I think both are really, really playable. Should I just bet Hideki and Xander? 12 That's to 1, 14 to 1, just be on my way. That seems like a, a, a fair way to approach it, yeah. Maybe I need to start doing more of that. I like Connors. I like Horschel. I like Poulter. I like EVR, Howell, Kisner, and Hadwin. I guess those would be my guys. Maybe I'll splice in Sergio because I'm a sucker. But if I'm only going to play like three lineups, maybe even one, now I'm going to talk myself into playing 20 lineups and losing all my money again. So, yeah, boy, man, you know how many times I've said, like, I'll tone down the volume. It can't be bad. Like when you lose 98%, it's usually not good, no matter how little you're playing. Uh, but yeah, so that can get a little dangerous for me. Someone like Matt Wallace is going to be, I plan to get over on him, barring a ridiculous price. Patrick Reed, same kind of concept. And then working down Kisner, Poston, um, Schwab and Juice Lauten uh, are guys that I think a pair up together nicely and B are, are pretty apt to be undervalued in a field like this. Yeah. Poston will probably be my guy from the bottom end. Cause I, I can't imagine he's anything more than 6,500 bucks. See, you know, who's here is Scott Hend. He had like one good finish here before. He is by far the heavy favorite to card like a, a nine or a 10. He makes crazy numbers. He, but I like that guy. He bombs it, doesn't he? He bombs it in an ins- like Ryan Fox bombs it, but then he reins it back. Scott Hen just bombs it, even when he doesn't need to. It gets just out of control. Yeah, Scott Hen had a 21st and 19th in this tournament before. Get it, Scott Hen. Um, oh, how about this guy? Ashon, woo! He has a 20th, 23rd, and 14th at this event. And he's like kind of got awful, but still. He's someone he, you know, he's had flashes in, in Euro. He's a, he's a staple of, he's in a ton of events, but he's just been pretty awful lately. Uh, so I don't think I'll get to him. There's another, there's a couple guys who've played this event. I mean, I know they're from China and that's how they get in, but who is, who's WC Leong? That guy's oh. played this event every, every year, basically. Oh, Wen Chong Lang? Yeah. Who's that? I don't know. I just Nobody. Don't. Okay. Just making sure I didn't miss anyone. He he finishes like 47th in this event every single year. You catch those top 50s out of 78 guys. Um, Got to get them top 50 bets in. (laughs) Yeah, minus 5,000. That's the way to to cash it. Um, Boy, 
Victor Perez is here. I'm just looking at names that even sound familiar. Like, would you would you go to Victor Perez? He did win like three starts ago, and like he did okay at Le Pont de France in his home event. He was T16. I mean, he's a guy. The only way I would get to someone like that is if he's in a price point like actually towards the flat min. But if he's even comparable to guys like Poston and some of the other cheapies, I think it's an unnecessary pivot. Kevin Tway on the Kevin Tway I have in my mind about his actual skill set, like the the upper end of his skill set, strikes me like he would do really, really, really well here. But then I remember Kevin Tway from the last year, and he was no good. Yeah, so Kevin Tway, I and maybe this is true. I'm just going to ask you, Kevin Tway in my mind is like an incredible dri- aggressive driver, bombs it. But then I feel like his off the tee game actually isn't that strong. Yeah, 53rd in this field over the past 75 rounds off the tee. So, yeah, he's dust. Um, but he, but like when he performs well, like he went through, he lost most of the time last year off the tee. And maybe it was the step up in competition. You get the win, and then all of a sudden you're playing in the WGCs, and you're playing in like the Masters and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden you don't look so hot. It's not like winning the Safeway Open. But Previous to that, like in the 2018 season, he was gaining like 3.2, 2.2, 4.2, 3.5, 4.2, 2.8, just off the tee alone in like almost every single event. Yeah, I mean, I remember backing him late 2018 in like, uh, you know, like the Wyndham and things like that. And he was just mashing the ball. And then, you know, he worked up, culminated in a win. And then I don't know if it was just the step up in competition because the stats have just been poor. So. Tough sell. He always he sticks out as a name because you know we're familiar with him from the tour, but his game is really not in a good spot. Yeah, so hard pass on him. So Poston's the guy from down low, unless you go with Bubba. Where do you think now? He talk about a tough guy to price. Nothing would surprise me with Bubba. I'm gonna guess he's won here before, so I'll guess like 7,400. See, like I think there's a chance he's 8,200. There's a chance. There's a chance he's 6,400 too. I totally agree. He's the only guy, him and Louie, where it, nothing would really shock me. All right. Did you watch much of the Zozo? It was I, I watched it actually more. I was having such a terrible run on Sunday for football. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch Tiger win this tournament, and I'll feel a lot better. Uh, if people didn't know, you won 25K on the weekend. I did. I had a good Sunday. Um, and football could have been really, really good, but it wasn't. Thanks to Corey Davis, but that's neither here nor there. I, I mean, I mean, it was bad because you didn't win 200K or 100K. You still did okay. No, no, I, I'll take it. Believe me, I, I have not been doing well. It was a good, my best NFL week uh, to date. So I was really pumped about that. I watched a little of the, so the biggest thing I, I saw about the Zoizo is when I saw that they made a par four 150 yards. Um, and I was trying to think of ways to angle shoot that live betting uh, but I could not figure it out. So the tournament with the rain kind of got ridiculous. I didn't see much of it on Sunday, though. Well, Cust, basically, he had to go to his fainting couch once he heard that there was a par four that was going to be 160 yards. Like, what do you suppose to like? I don't understand why par matters at some point. Like no, if, every, if everyone in the field gets like, it means more for DraftKings. That's really the only thing that it matters for because you get eagle points and you have the potential for an albatross slash hole in one. If that yeah, was Gary going to be Woodland the case. Yeah, he, he did it at the Byron Nelson a few years ago when that basically got, when a hole got rained out. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, if you can't play the hole, you can't, would you prefer they play 17 holes then? I mean, it didn't bother me at all. I just found it absurd what was going on. Uh, but 
I didn't take much of it. I mean, it's great to see Tiger doing his thing. Once again, he surprises me. It's just, it's tough for me when Tiger wins, there's almost no chance I can do good in golf because the chances that I'm backing him are, are very rare. Yeah, well, he's so boomer bust at this point, but he's won three of his past 14 starts, which is kind of, he won Eastlake, he won the Masters, he won the Zozo. But, and I, I include the Masters almost in the WGC parlance of it's basically a no-cut event. Yeah, like, when you add, the with all the old guys and the 10-stroke rule. Yeah, so he's won at Eastlake, he won the Zozo, and he won the Masters. Maybe he's like the new Xander slash Hideki, you just play him in no-cut events. There could be something to that. I mean, Tiger, even in this tournament, I, I know a lot of guys are like this, but like he was three over through three holes. And I'm, I was just like, Eesh, God, it's going to be a, a rough run up to Augusta for him. He's got to get back in form. And then I woke up and he was six under, uh, you know, he, his ability to hang in and he knows better than anyone how, how you can space out 72 holes. Yeah, and his iron game was so on. Like, we don't have the strokes gain data, but I'll tell you, Tiger led the field in strokes gained. Yeah, quite. From what I saw, it was uh, pretty saucy. So it's it's interesting. I mean, I wonder where where do you think uh, we'll see him next? His tournament, maybe? Yeah, at the here. Yeah, I guess. And we're, I know Ricky got married, but he just doesn't play golf anymore. Yeah, he retired from golf. They, get, yeah. get, rocket mortgage spokesman get back in in form ricky is he on the president's cup team so the president's cup i i swear to god i have no rhyme or reason of who who is on who is off like is spieth on it is spieth off is fino on it tiger i'm assuming is now going to nominate himself is he good to go and then the other side the international squad is all messed up too yeah, so the, let's see here. Yeah, Tiger's going to pick himself. Everyone wants Tiger to pick himself. Like, NBC probably begged Tiger to pick himself. Yeah, I think it's contractually. So, pe- so people himself. actually watch this. But yeah, it's Dustin, JT, Brooks, Kuchar, Xander, Webb, Cantlay, Bryson. So no Fowler, no Spieth, no Phil. Like, Tiger's going to get one of those spots, so there's another three available. And I think you'd be crazy not to take probably Matthew Wolf. The Wolf Man. I think you got to take one of these young guys. But is it him? Who would be the other one to go to? Morikawa? Yeah, okay, so it's Morikawa or Wolf then. One of those okay. two. I guess they both won on tour. Morikawa's been more consistent. But I don't know, Wolf played like okay last week. The Panda, get him back out, you know, feeling good around around some pedigree. That guy can't even get into the field at the Bermuda Championship, I That's think. That's why they need to uh, get, throw him a bone here. Big Norm? Uh, yeah big norm but do you think and i know this is a little off topic do you think on the international team they'd be better off taking just like the most extreme boomer bust type people i do actually jeff and i discussed this at one point that like siwoo kim has to be a lock for this team so i was thinking about that the other day of like they have so many guys but if you take a optimal route you're just going to lose it's you might as well just go yolo bad putters and just hope some of these guys can can get dialed in and at least maybe you get a ceiling output. Yeah, like you have Hideki, Scott, Louie, Leishman, Answer, Tong, C.T. Pan, and Cameron Smith as your team right now. How so, is Day not on it? It's so bad. Well, Day is getting picked. Like he's an auto pick. He has to, yeah. Because it's, well, it's in Australia as well. So automatically put him onto the team. I think that Neiman should be a lock for this team. 
Neiman, I, I would say, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a lock, but he's got to be towards the top. Then you got Grio. I don't know. That leaves what? like, I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys. You have like Ben Ann, Siwoo, Grio, Connors and Hadwin are in play probably. Yeah, I didn't think about the Canadians. Sorry. Um, yeah, hmm. no no one ever really does. Good team members, though. Graham Dillette, good President Cupper. Mike yeah, Weir. Hey. Mike Weir once beat Tiger head-to-head at the President's Cup. See, you're doing the heavy lifting. Um, Danny Lee. There you go. You could get another crazy man. Uh, yeah, you could, you, could, you could assemble a motley crew if you wanted to, but you might lose... You can get shut out if it goes poorly. But you're gonna get smoked anyway. What's the difference? Like, what about Jazz? Like, take some of the young guys. Yeah, you got to groom them for uh, you know four years from now. I, if it was me, and I don't know, I have zero clue who their captain is. Uh, you know, I would I would embrace taking the highest variance type guys. Whether it's maybe Harding goes on the team, someone like that. Well. Ernie Els is the captain of the team. So I guess the big outlier is, and especially if he can perform this week, what about EVR? Yeah. Him, I mean, he might be the, well, Louie, but he's up there for best South Africans right now. Yeah. Um, so so I, like I said, Day's probably a lock. Neiman's probably a lock just because he has that win and you do want to take a younger player on your squad. EVR, and then someone else. Yeah. I think that's actually probably pretty on point. Um, yeah, them and one wild card type guy, and you could assemble a pretty decent team. I wonder by the official golf world rankings, like who the next guys would actually be. Like if you looked at the rankings, let's see here. Scott on the team, Leishman on the team, Hideki's on the team, Louis on the team. Oh, Sungjae. Oh, he's not a. He's not in the. No. Like the, Oh, wow. Yeah, well, then he has to go to the top. I have him ahead of Neiman. You have him ahead of Day? I mean, <laughs> uh, no, but it's it's not that crazy if you wanted to argue that. So you'd have Day, Neiman, M, and EVR. Those could potentially be your four picks. And that leaves out, and that leaves out <laughs> Grio, Lee, the Canadians, Siwoo. And that's really about it. And Bian Han Ann would get left out. Poor Benny. What, yeah, what's, I mean, what's, what, what's really killing them is they have CT Pan and Cameron Smith on this team already. Yeah, there should be captain's pick. Sh- they should be auto remove. Uh, <laughs> that would serve them well because having Cam Smith is not the answer. No, I can't. Yeah, Cam Smith has just been brutal. I mean, maybe he's getting a bit better now. He had like a good performance. But like him and Corey Connors are like back to back in the world rankings. Cam Smith. I mean, and bringing it back, like he will be crazy expensive in this because he's always overpriced. Yeah. Does that make him like a good pick if you're playing in like a, a no cut 78 person field? Like if you're always going to take Louis or Sergio because, you know, no one's ever going to own them. No one's going to own Cam Smith. So I embrace that concept more than most. The, the problem with Cam Smith is that I just I don't feel like you're getting even though he's very low and it doesn't justify the, the opportunity cost. It's too expensive. And sometimes now I will say this guy, he still does churn out more top finishes than you would think for someone in such poor form. But God, I just, he's legitimately over 9,000 sometimes in fields like this. 
If you had to guess what Ricky Fowler's world ranking is, what would you guess? 17th. 20th. Yeah, that's disturbing. I would it's funny, you know, I obviously upped it because you asked it. If I didn't, I would have said like 13th, probably. 20th? That's so who's he right right next door to? He is one spot behind Shane Lowry, one spot ahead of Matt Kuchar, two spots ahead of Hideki. Yeah, that's just then What's, again, Norm, Norm what, was like sixth at yeah. one point. What seems stranger though? Ricky isn't currently number 20 or Hideki's currently number 22? Fair questions. I mean, it's because there are guys, I, I mean, that I don't consider that good that are, you know, definitely in the teens of the world rankings. Yeah, like Bryson's 10, Molinari is still number 11, yeah. Casey's 12, Webb is 13th, Woodland is 15th, Adam Scott is somehow 16th. Yeah, that whole range. What what did Adam Scott win? What am I missing here? No, Adam Scott gets legacy points or something because (laughs) he doesn't do anything. Uh, Yeah, I'm believe me, I'm I'm with you. I don't like I have Decky over all those guys. See, in 2019 and 19 events played, Adam Scott had nine top tens, so he's it's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, it's when he chooses the right. Adam Scott is. I mean, that's why he's one of the more difficult DraftKings plays because I have trouble with where he falls price-wise with ownership. Um, even at a field like this, you know, he's played this event a ton, hasn't cracked the top 10. But, you know, it's hard not to at least consider him when, when sometimes you get interesting wrinkles with his ownership and where he's priced. All right, Ben Raza, thanks for being on the show. Sorry we didn't have the DraftKings pricing. No, I, uh, I appreciate uh, us powering through, certainly. You know, we get a, a little, I believe there is no golf next week. Uh, then we get the the last batch of swing season going on. So still still plenty to, to work through and try to pick some winners on. Yeah, listen, I, my, my season really kicked off last year at the OHL Mayakoba, and that comes back to us in two weeks. I'm going to be fully fired up for that. All right. I'm ready to rock uh, OHL. Yeah, I like that little stretch. Uh, there's some actually pretty good tournaments and some decent fields you can take advantage of. All right, you can follow Ben on Twitter at JazzRazDFS. Tell everyone your awesome schedule for the week. Absolutely. So we got football shows each and every day breaking down uh, the slate. I will have golf shows tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday. Fantasy Golf Man breaking it all down and doing all the things. If you want to sign up, promo code JazzRaz, 50% off your first month. Uh, NBA certainly has gotten started. That is not my area. Uh, we have some real good people, though, breaking it all down each and every night. All right, I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME if you're looking for my DraftKings picks. I'm going to wait until the pricing actually comes out, but then I'll post them on Tuesday on DKPlaybook.com. I might forget to update the video or podcast, so just go up there and try to find it. It'll be available on my Facebook page uh, as well. I'm probably not going to do much betting this week, but I'll release a betting cheat sheet on Wednesday. Like I said, there's an off week for golf. There's a nice little like breather for golf. It's been nonstop for the past like 50 weeks of the year that I'll give some time. Maybe I'll build, double the bankroll for the OHL of what I would have put onto this one. I don't know. But anyway, you can find me at the PME. If you've got any questions, just shout me out and go to fantasynational.com and become a member. It makes building lineups pretty easy. That's why I always get sucked into playing 20 instead of just playing one. Fortunately, because of the tools, and now we have the simulator back up that I can actually lean on Fantasy National a little bit more to help me. Give me some assistance to get me out of the hole here, at least during the swing season. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.